0: we mm. How many of you have a phone? Don't get it out right now, unless you're taking notes. How many of you know that you got some apps on that phone? Now, they were making fun of mine, because I'm still carrying an Apple 3. And yes, it does still have apps. And it works as good as your 83S, or whatever you've got. I have dropped it, and it yet has not broken I was just thinking about all the apps that I have on here. You know, there's all kind of stuff on here. Uh, the, the one that I think I use the most is the Weather Channel. You know, I'm always checking it because I figure they got it, they've really got it down about 18 minutes in advance. You know, they give you a 10-day forecast, but they only got 18 minutes, all right? So I'm checking that all the time. Uh, I came across one a while back. Uh, this, this one's good for, for pastors. How, how many of you grew up in an old-school church where you had a B3 Hammond organ? Anybody? All right, here's here's this one. This one this one's called Preach It. See, so so you just you just driving down the road and you just kind of hit that app and you kind of get a little TD Jakes going there. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, You know, whatever it is, there's all kind of apps and we've used them for all kind of reasons and all kind of purposes and. Well, we've been talking about over the past several weeks, and the first three weeks we helped Mike, and then, then last week we started helping Ashley, and uh, we're going to try to get her out of her mess now uh, over the next couple of weeks here as we continue here. So take your Bibles today and go to the book of Proverbs, the 10th chapter. Proverbs chapter 10 uh, is where we're going to be. We're going to be... Uh, in the book of Proverbs this morning. And as you're doing that, let me say hello to our campuses. My name is Eddie Couples. I'm the lead pastor for Love and Truth Ministries. And it's an exciting journey to be able to go with you every week into the Word of God. I know that God has already met you there wherever you're meeting today, but I believe that God now has a word for us as we go corporately into the book of Proverbs to find out what it is God's speaking to us. The book of Proverbs, the 10th chapter, and the 12th verse is where we're going to kind of drill down into as we start today. It says, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrong. Now, here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about, can't we get along? Have you ever said that in the middle of a heated moment can't we just get along, Can't, you know, maybe it's at work or maybe it's, you know, in your marriage or maybe it's just somebody you're in relationship with. In fact, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about relationships. I, I want to help you to understand that, that this whole aspect, but let me ask this question. How many of you are in a relationship? Now, some of you didn't raise your hand and I want to help you. I didn't ask you, were you dating somebody? I didn't ask you, you know, I didn't ask you, what does your Facebook profile say? What I said was, how many of you are in a relationship? That means if, let me clarify it, I got to get you, listen to me. If you are breathing and you don't live in a cave by yourself, you might be in a relationship. All right? Thank you. All right, now, now we get it, okay? So, so here, here's the deal about relationships. Relationships bring our greatest pleasures and creates our worst pain. That's, that's what relationships do. Relationships take you into the most wonderful stratosphere of emotion, but it also brings you into the torment sometimes feels like hell on earth. And when you begin to understand that, you begin to know that there is something that God is up to in our lives. Now, and now here's what I want to tell you. I want you, uh, if you have your Bible or if you have an app for the Bible, go to the book of Mark in the New Testament, Mark chapter 12. And, and I want to read to you uh, just a, a couple of verses here about relationships out of Mark, and then we're going to go back to Proverbs. Uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 28 says this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked of him, now watch this question. Of all the commandments, which is the most important? He said to Jesus, now look, we got the 10, the ten big ones, which is the most important? And here's what Jesus said. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one And then he goes on, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Now, here's what he's saying. He's saying you need to be in a relationship with God. You were created by God to be in relationship with God. And if you're not in relationship with God this morning, there is a huge hole in your life. I say that without reservation today because I know that God made us to be in relationship with Him. But he goes on there. He says, not only are you to love the Lord with God, with your mind, your soul, your strength. Verse 31, he says, the second is this. Love your what? Neighbor. Hmm. Need that B3 Hammond right now. (laughs) Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Now, think about that. Jesus said, Look, I took the ten and I wrapped them up into two, and here's what they are love God and love others. It's all about relationship. In fact, let me say this we were created for relationships. You and I, when God created Adam, the Bible says that in, the, in chapter one of the book of Genesis and two and three, it, it talks about God and doing all his creation. It says God said and God said and God said and God saw and said it was good and on and on and on. And then it got time for God to create man. And the Bible says God came and he formed man out of the dust of the earth and he breathed into man the breath of living life. And the scripture says, and man became a living soul. Another translation says, and man became a speaking spirit in that moment. But the Bible says that God looked at man, and watch what he said. He said, it is not good for man to dwell alone. Now, he didn't say it wasn't good for a woman to dwell alone. Now, oh, y'all missing it. Have you ever noticed, man, men, we, 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 just, we don't do good by ourselves. We got to have somebody to help us along. A woman, she, you know, but a man, it's like, oh, baby, come here, I need help, right? The, the Scripture says God said that, that it's not good for man to dwell on. And so he created, in fact, here's, here's the, uh, <clears throat> the hidden translation. God looked at Adam and said, I can do better. And He created a woman, right? Okay. Uh, and, and and He put them together in the garden and everything is great. Now watch what happens. Every day the Bible says God came down and, and not now, not only are they in relationship with each other, but guess what? They're fulfilling that first commandment. They are in relationship with God Almighty. So you and I have been called. Here's, here's our, if you want your job assignment, here's your job assignment. You are to love God and you're to be in relationship with Him, but you're also to be in relationship with one another now there's all kinds of types of relationships you know that right I mean there's there's different kinds of relationships that we're in let me let me give you four real quickly uh, number one is is what I call occupational relationship occupational relationship uh, are the people I work with it's uh how many of you know that there are some people you work with that if you weren't getting paid you wouldn't work with them I'm <laughs> preach about that but we won't all right uh, the, the second type of relationship are your neighbors or the neighborhood, right? Uh, these are the people I associate with. You wave at them when they're mowing their yard. You, uh, you, know, you go over maybe and help them every once in a while. Um, and maybe they have a big party and, and everybody goes and, and has non-alcoholic beer. And uh, I'm just waiting. And, uh, you know, all, all the stuff. Anyway, uh, the, the third type of, of relationships that you're in are your friends. These are the people I hang with. These are the people I choose to associate with. These are the people I, I want to be with. My wife told me the other day I didn't need many friends. She said, you've had three since college, and that's all you need. I said, is a problem with that? You know, she's got 8,000 on Facebook. I don't know how you have. Okay? So, so friends are the people that I hang with. Last one is your family. These are the people I live with. In, in other words, these are the people you stuck with. <laughs> and if you've ever been to a family reunion, you went, oh, my Lord, what? This is family, right? So, so that's that's kind of the the aspect of relationships that we're in. You know what I found is as I was doing research for this series, I, I you know I looked at a lot of things. We've talked about our purpose, we've talked about uh, habits, we've talked about all kinds of things. Uh, but as I was looking at relationships, I found out that healthy relationships do some wonderful things for us. One is it's told uh, by by those who study this kind of the, the field of study is that they say that that healthy relationships will literally let you you live longer. You'll, you'll live longer if you're in good relationships. Uh, one thing that we found is is that healthy relationships help you deal with stress better. Anybody got any stress? Wow, y'all are almost be in heaven already, okay? Uh, the, th- the third thing that I found is is that good relationships literally affect your body and help you to be healthier, you, you are genuinely a healthier human being if you've got healthy relationships. And I guess the inverse of that is also true. If you've got toxic relationships, it also affects you negatively. Uh, lastly, they said that, that good relationships help you to feel richer. Now think about that. You just feel like you, you, you may only have ten dollars in your bank account but you just feel richer because in fact the scripture talks about that as well that you just feel richer because of the people that you have in your life a couple of things about relationships and then we're going to get into the book of proverbs first is this relationships fulfill your greatest need and your greatest need is love right everybody wants to be love everybody listen the the grouchiest person listening to me right now Wants to be loved. We all, we all need love. We all expect love. We need, we need it in our lives. So relationships brings love. The second thing about relationships is that relationships bring your greatest joy. Now, I may mess some of you up when I tell you what the greatest joy is. Your greatest joy is giving. You say, well, not mine. I kind of like keeping. No. I'll give you scripture for it. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. There's something that happens in you when you give. I've I've said it for years, but it really bears repeating this morning. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. It's just going to be a natural byproduct of what happens in your life. Now, let's, how many of you believe that if relationships do all these things in our life to make us live longer, uh, we deal with stress better, on and on and on, and that the Word of God tells us that we need to have great relationships with God and we need to have a great relationship with one another, how many of you would like to learn how to have healthy relationships? All right. Now it's, it's in the Bible. It, there's an out for that. It's called the Book of Proverbs. So would you go back to that, the Book of Proverbs, the 27th chapters, where we're going to go to first, and then we'll we'll go to some other ones as we kind of go through uh, five or so things this morning that help us in having healthy relationships. Proverbs 27:17 says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another." Now I, I want you to understand this. You've heard me say this before because that's one of the scriptures that I really like, but, but get this. When iron sharpens iron, what happens? Sparks fly, don't they? Right? You ever, see, you ever seen somebody sharpening a knife on a wheel and, and there's sparks going everywhere? Well, there are times in your life where there's going to be some sparks from the relationships you're in. Now, now get this. Number one is, if I want to have healthy relationships, is I have to understand your differences. How many of you know that if two people are exactly alike, one of them's unnecessary. That's why I've never understood cloning. Why do we need another one? Just like that one. Really? We don't need any more of that. Have you, have you ever experienced? Um, let me ask this question. How many of you are married or you have been married? Some of you went. <laughs> How many of you remember those first few months? How many of you remember those first, I don't know, 80 years? How many of you found out that there were some differences between each other? I mean, you, got, you went to that marriage and, oh, I love you, baby. It's the most wonderful. You're the greatest. Yeah, because you just spend, you know, a few hours, and they, go, they always look good, and they smell good. They took a shower. <laughs> right? Come on, don't look at me like that. You know when you go on a date, you fix everything just right. You get married and you go, who cares? Okay, you shouldn't do that, but anyway. What what you find is is that there's some real differences. You know, you go on a date. I I just heard this week that, that the average cost of a date now is $125. I am so glad I've been married for 35 years hallelujah man anyway uh, some of y'all thinking about the guy you're dating right now You that sucker's a cheapskate that's what you're thinking <laughs> Crystal Burger and Netflix that's what you got out of it <laughs> help me Jesus we gotta go Go to Proverbs chapter 13. Say, he had not spent $125 in five years of dating him. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10. This scripture messes with me. Where there is strife, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. Would you back up in there? Where there is strife, there is what? Pride. Now that I don't like that. But Sherry and I, we have moments. We have moments of intense fellowship. <laughs> Other people say we're arguing. And, and I got to reading that, and, and I just realized how much pride she has. And, That's all her. I, you know, I'm the most humble, loving. And if you didn't have anything to pray about, you can pray about my line. But anyway, uh, the, the second aspect of healthy relationships is you have to be willing to compromise. Well, I want to tell you, if, if you're, I didn't, it doesn't matter. You go to work, you got to be willing to compromise. Um, you, you go into a store, you got to be willing to compromise. Whatever it is you're doing in life, There's that aspect of compromising. There's that aspect of saying, okay, I wanted this, but I'll take this. It's not exactly what I wanted. It's not exactly what I I wanted to take place, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to push. I'm not going to live in pride. I'm going to be willing, especially in relationships that are important, especially in those things in life where we go, you know, I really want this to work. I really want this to be a productive relationship. Well, don't always try to get your way. Sometimes you got to step back and say, okay, I'll let you go, and I'll just step back, and I'll compromise in this moment. Uh, there's some elbows flying today. <laughs> go to Proverbs chapter 10. We'll, get, we'll, we'll try to move through these quick so it doesn't hurt too bad. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 10 is where we started. Verse 12, and it's where I want to read to you again, but I want you to hear it. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Now, now, if you're taking notes, here's, here's the, here it is. Live from the present. Now you say, Pastor, what, I, what do you mean by that? Here's the word, forgive. Live from the present. Now here's what I want to tell you. If you don't learn to forgive, you live in the past. Have you ever been around somebody and they go, Well, let me just tell you, back in 1968, So-and-so did me wrong. You know what you just said? You just said, I'm not living in 2014. I'm still living in 1968. I'm still holding on. I'm still way back. I haven't learned how to release. I haven't learned how to live a life in a healthy relationship. All that I care about is telling you what somebody did to me. And so we want to sing another somebody done somebody wrong song, right? And if you know that song, you're a child of the 70s, okay? But, but it's, it's just that whole aspect of, of hanging on to it. Well, Pastor, you don't know how bad it was. When I went through that divorce and they, they said all those, I understand, I got it. But I'm telling you, if you want to move on in life and you want to have the kind of relationships, first of all, that God wants you to have. Because God said, if you don't forgive those who you see, those who you're in relationship with, your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. If I don't learn, listen, I was praying this morning early. I get here real early on Sundays because I want to be free from distractions. And, and I was praying, and I was just praying the Lord's Prayer, which I do sometimes. I'm just praying through the Lord's Prayer. And I get to that part on, on forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I just started naming people. I'm looking around to see if I named any of you. I'm joking. I just begin to name some people in my life who, who did some things that I didn't agree with or I didn't like or, or whatever. And I just begin to say, Father, I forgive them this morning. I, I just release them. I choose not to hold that against them. God, I, I want to be forgiven. And so I'm going to, I just, Lord, I will not allow unforgiveness to rule in my life. Why? Because I am not going to allow someone else to dominate me. Hear me. When you hold unforgiveness in your life, someone else is controlling you. And I decided a long time ago, the only person that's going to control me is Jesus and Sherry. (laughs) Jesus first, Sherry second. rest of you are way down on the list. I'm I'm not going to live under that. You know what I found out about people that you hold grudges against? Most of the time, they don't even know that you're mad at them. Secondly, if they do, they kind of get a perverted sense of accomplishment out of it. So why give them the authority over your life? Why don't you just go ahead today and say, I'm not going to be buried in the past, but I'm going to live in the present. Amen? Proverbs, the 15th chapter, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 32 says this, those who disregard discipline despise themselves but the one who heeds correction gains understanding now here's what i want to tell you i'll give you the the uh, point here real quickly know who you are the the fourth thing about healthy relationships is you've got to know who you are now it the, the scripture there says this it says those who disregard discipline despise themselves you know what the scripture says we read it out of the book of mark jesus says to love your neighbor as what Yourself. People say, I, I, don't, I don't believe in that self love. The Word of God says that you can't love your neighbor any more than you love yourself. We'll let it settle. You've got to come to that place. Here's what we've got to do we've got to come to that place where we know who we are. I, I was thinking about this and I, I, I was trying to kind of gain an analogy here of this and I, I got to thinking about high school how many of you remember high school it, it's been a while for me but I remember high school and, and seeing some of the goofiest relationships between boys and girls you know they they had I mean it was like they were joined at the hip and and if she dared look at another guy there was world war three and and if he dared you know text another girl we didn't even have texting. text him. We had carrier pigeons. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's this blow up. Why? Because they are so insecure about who they are. Now, the sad thing is, is that you find adults who are 20 and 30 and 40 and older who are still dealing with the same thing. You've got to know who you are. You've got to come to that place that you understand who God has made you and how that you are to live your life. And when you determine who you are, it gives you a great opportunity to live in a healthy relationship so that you can make a difference not only in your life, but also in the lives of those that are around you. Now, here's here's what you've got to get. You've got to get to that place where you understand day in and day out. God wants me to live a life of discipline. God wants me to live a life that is pleasing to Him. And as I discipline myself, as I bring myself, the Apostle Paul said, as I bring myself under subjection, as I do that, then the Holy Spirit is able to lead and guide me into everything that God has for me. So when I know who I am, then I'm able to live out a healthy relationship. Let me say this and I'll move on to the last one. If you don't know who you are, get in the Word of God and get on your knees until you determine who God says you are. And when you know who God God says you're His child, God says you're an heir and a joint heir. God says that He has given you His Holy Spirit. God's, God's told you a lot of things about who you are. And if you don't know that, you've got to come to that place where you determine who you are in God. Amen? Go to Proverbs, again, chapter 27. And verse 14, (laughs) this one I love. Proverbs 27, verse 14 says, If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. That means if you're going out to pick up the paper and the neighbor's going out, don't say, hey, how you doing? Because they might not be a morning person. I'm not a morning person, my wife wakes up happy. I want to read this to her. (laughs) First three or four years of our marriage, we'd get up, she'd just start talking to me. I don't want to talk, I don't want to breathe deep. I don't want to think about what you dreamed about last night. I don't care what you're going to have for breakfast. Just give me some time. Give me some coffee. Come back in about two hours and we'll talk. Huh. Number five, create healthy boundaries. If you want to have a successful relationship, there has to be boundaries in that relationship. Now, I'm, I'm trying to help you this morning. Hear me. There, there are some of you who need to learn a new word. You ready? Get ready to write it down. It's a great word. It's, it's real short. You, you need to learn it. You ready? No! No! Can you do, no. Can you give, no. Can you help, no. Don't even let them get started. Because you know every time they show up, they're wanting something. But they never give anything in return. They're called, I heard several words being spoken. (laughs) I'm a spirit-filled believer, but I don't have the interpretation of all those words. <laughs> they're leeches. They're, I heard several things. That's about the best one I can say. But if you're going to have a healthy relationship, that healthy relationship means a give and take. You have to understand one another. You have to, you have, to have those boundaries. And if you don't understand boundaries, there's a great book out called that, Boundaries. Henry Cloud wrote it, and it's a wonderful book to help some of you who need to learn how to come to that place of boundary. See, the the Bible is filled with stories of relationships that motivated people, elevated people, got them to their greatest potential. But it's also filled with stories of relationships that brought people their greatest heartache and destroyed their lives. I want to tell you, your relationships matter. Who you hang with, who you run with, Who you spend time with matters on what's going to happen to your life. So let me wrap it up this morning and show you how to have peace in your relationship. Thought we'd do an acrostic this morning and close with a poem. Not really. All right? Let's talk about peace in your relationships. First of all is pray. Pray. Pray for the relationship. If you really want your relationship to be healthy, pray for it. When you're going through something, pray for it. When it's a good time, continue to pray for it. Don't just pray for it in the bad times. Secondly, empathize. What do I mean by that? Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Learn to kind of think from their perspective a little bit. Don't always just think from your world and your paradigm, but start thinking from what they're going through and what's happening in their lives. Empathize. Next, act, A-C-T, act in a loving manner. You know what? Jesus lived a life of love. And if you and I were to emulate, if you and I were to come to that place where we would live the same type of life as Jesus lived, Don't you think we would have better relationships if we really lived those relationships out of love? The C there is confess. My term there is keep short accounts. Don't let things linger. Learn to come to that place where you get forgiven by God and you get forgiven by others. The hardest thing for me to say is I was wrong. It happens rarely. I think it's happened once in our marriage. Again, pray for that lying thing. Maybe it happened once today already. I don't know. Uh, and, and, and I've learned you just have to say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I don't enjoy that. I sure didn't enjoy that when my kids were small and there were moments that I had overreacted or done something. I have to go back to my kids and say, Dad was wrong. But you know what? That's the way to keep that relationship healthy is to confess. And lastly, emulate. I put there WWJD. What would Jesus do? Emulate. Live like Jesus. Walk like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. Act like Jesus. You say, Pastor, those are tall orders. I know. But you know what? Here's what you've got to understand as I close today. If I get this relationship right, then God will help me get this relationship right. If I come to that place where I do what God said to us, that I seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all of these things will be added to me. When they said to Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. I want to challenge you today as I'm closing, I want you to hear me. You may have wonderful relationships with people, all kinds of people, and and you may be looking around saying, man, everything's great there. But I'm going to tell you, if your relationship with Jesus Christ is not in good order, everything else is worthless. Because here's what the Bible says. What shall it profit a person if they gain the whole world and they lose their soul? What shall we give, the Bible goes on to say, in exchange for our soul? Amen. So I want to get this right. And then I want to get these right.